Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Andy Gresh, Christian Arcand, and Mike Cadlick. Now, WEEI Football Sunday. At 1 o'clock, they'll play a football game down at Gillette between the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. And, well, there's the game to be played, and then there is the game off the field. And with the uh, latest on As Bill Turns, joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline, Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston. Tommy, good morning. Wrapped up in this like uh, any good soap opera uh, the guy who disseminates the information has got to be mixed in as well. How have the last 24 hours gone for you, Tommy? And good morning. Normal. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the job. You, you, yep. you cover a team, you ferret out information, you share the information. Things get breathless. I think it was a little bit more <clears throat> tumultuous earlier in the week than it is now. I mean, the last 24 hours, it's Saturday. I played 18 holes in temporary greens. Well, ooh, temporary. I played nine yesterday and uh, no temp greens. You guys. I'm actually kind of a uh, boy. Now, now I feel like I didn't get gypped because temporary <laughs> greens, man, those are rough. You can't score properly. You're just out there ping ding and around. Yeah. Oh. No, no doubt. Okay, uh, Tommy, the last time something big like this, a big separation was sort of on the horizon, was obviously with Tom Brady, and there was a lot of disbelief sort of about that as well. Uh, what do you find sort of different this time, fan base reaction-wise, between the uh, reports that came out that you were obviously a big part of uh, breaking with Tom Brady as opposed to uh, this time around here with Bill Belichick? Oh, it's it's very similar, Christian, in a lot of ways. Um because at that point, you know, I was reporting throughout how agitated Brady had become throughout the arc of the 17s, especially when it started, and then into 18, and he gets a contract with really no bump and five different $1 million incentives, and then heading into 19 when they give him a, a vanishing two-year extension. And I'm like, he's, he's, he's leaving, guys. He's not friggin' happy. He's had it. And there was a lot of, I'll believe it when I see it. I think in, in the case of Belichick, what's so different, I was thinking about this today, is, you know, the Crafts are in a position where they're doing what <clears throat> they're not able to do what Belichick did so frequently over the years. You know, Belichick so frequently was able to make that really difficult, painful decision that would be second-guessed and second-guessed and then deal with the fallout. 
and Brady being one of those instances, even though he had a lot of cover for why he made the decision, he wanted to move on from Tom Brady because of diminishing skills and cost in his mind, the diminishing skills. So, but he could always hide behind 45. We're going year to year with the kid. I mean, we have a salary cap. We can't give him $30 million. But in the Crafts instance, they don't have that cover of there's a physical diminishment that we're predicting here, or there's a salary cap we're dealing with. And when you move on from Bill, who always had the safety net of Brady, no matter who he cut or traded, you have to really confront, okay, it's over. Are we going to be better now? What I think is interesting is to go to have a two and 10 start to be three and 10 right now was totally unforeseen. No one expected the bottom to be this low. Should the Patriots have gone year to year, Gresh? It's almost impossible to do that because, you know, it's a different situation than a player in that there is no cap involved. And there is, you know, the guarantee of if you don't go long term with me, well, then I'll just go someplace else. And they want to maintain that and they wanted to get them the record. So it's a great question, Christian, because I, I look at it and I think that that is really the crux of these two situations is the crafts could not bring themselves to do, even though they had the inclination to in past years, they did not have the wherewithal to move on from Bill the way Bill moved on from Tom. So earlier on in the week, you had your report, obviously, that a decision was made after the Germany game last night. Rap Sheet comes out and says that the fate of Bill Belichick has not yet been decided. I saw you on Twitter say that you and Rap Sheet sort of agree. Can you just kind of explain how this has sort of culminated into, into whatever it is right now? Sure. I think what's interesting about Rap's story is he says that Robert Kraft has not come to a, quote, firm conclusion. So what does that mean? There's not a firm conclusion, but there's a conclusion, but it's soft and it can be changed. And remember, this, it's less than two months <clears throat> excuse me, since Rap was reporting on NFL Network that it was the unthinkable was going on in New England where, the pay, where people were talking about Bill Belichick's future. And then Rap said that Bill was locked up long term with a new multi-year extension. And I was quickly able to, on this show and then <clears throat> going yes. forward, say that's that's not what's going on. He expires next year. So I think it was a little misleading on Rap's behalf because I don't think he could create information. But I do look at Rap's report, <clears throat> and he goes on from saying there was no decision made and spends the rest of the article explaining what Bill has to do to save his job. So that, to me, just leads to what my understanding is as well. <clears throat> as it stands now, a decision's made. Can Bill change their minds with performance on the field, with um, concessions in terms of what he'll do, with whatever? I mean, every hypothetical you want to trot out there is possible, but you're still circling back to the same conclusion. It, their, their decision is, is made. We're into mind changing now. We're not sitting here. Can decisions be as Bill Parcell said, I reserve the right to change my mind. Can the decision be altered? Yeah. Nobody's firmed up in, as it was at the beginning, well, when I wrote that story in November. But, yeah, it was heading that way. It continued to head that way against the Giants and against the Chargers. Um, they beat a Steelers team that is horrendous. 
and here they are with the Chiefs. But it's clear, I think, that when we're talking about firm conclusions or Bill needing to do something to save his job, that it's pretty clear where they are right now with him. It's very interesting because that was a great explanation, and it sounds like, hey, if they can win three of the last four and look pretty good, then maybe there is the chance that – you know, they sort of figure it out for one more year and Bill maybe hangs around and then pushes them down to like 10th in the draft order, which is just yeah, like, right. Yeah. Yeah, right? It's like in the, in the ultimate, uh, I mean, how ironic is that, that it would be, well, Bill might be able to save his job by winning these next couple, but pork us. And then we're picking 11th. It's really funny because I, I think that's one thing that I am surprised at is the number of people who've gone tank, 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 don't win, don't win, don't win, to now that this week is has gone on, and I've shared what I knew and was told, people want the Patriots to win, so Bill stays, or at least the vocal people on social media. I, I wonder if you did a general poll of a, you know, avid but not over-the-top Patriots fan, what would their answer be? Yes, it's painful. What would you rather do? Would you rather have the Patriots finish at six and eleven or seven and ten and pick eleventh? <laughs> or would you rather it go this way and you have and Bill goes, or would you rather have one of the top two picks in the draft? That is actually an interesting thought. I mean, what what do you think most folks would think? I can only go off of a recent experience. <laughs> I'd go to the dentist again this week. My dentist walks in the thing and he goes, before we get going, he's like, is this Belichick thing real? And he is, he's a 77 year old guy. He's been like, yeah, he runs his own company and all that. I've been a dentist forever. And even he goes, God, he's like, what, what are we doing? Pushing smart people out. And I was just like, well, you know, and then we talked about it a little bit, but that's just a guy who's a workaday dude. He's got a big dentist, you know, firm practice, all that. And he was like, wait, is this real? Almost like people are stopping and being like, holy crap, this, this, this might actually happen type thing. It is jarring. It's jarring to think of Brady in a Bucks uniform. It was jarring to think that the Patriots would move on from lawyer Malloy. I mean, that, remember how amazing that was? How thunderous that was? The team had just won a Super It's like move, the Yankees moved on from freaking Yaz. Excuse me. The Red Sox moving on from Yaz in 1969. Well, they're meeting with Yamamoto again, but, so, yeah. I'm overstating, but Malloy was a huge component to that team. And it's so jarring to people because they're emotionally attached. And Bill, for as much as there are people, myself included, who you can't swing a dead cat and not hit another moronic decision that's been made offensively over the last 10 years. Everywhere, whether it be draft or free agency or on the field. or But still, it's jarring to think, ah, they're not going to have Bill. And I think that the crafts are confronting that too. And they're also having to, I, think, I wonder how they would feel if you hit him with the truth serum right now, are they happy that it's out there and there's a trial balloon up? Are they, you know, pissed? Do they have no opinion because it's gone out of control a little bit? I mean, it could be all of the above. And what I think is interesting about Rap's report, though, the most important thing that we haven't gotten to, which I appreciate the runway you guys have given me here today to talk. But, sure. What's most important is the uh, 
he's intimating that they might drag this thing out through January. I mean, what are we doing? Just that, to get the uh, compensation? And if you don't get it, what are they going to do? Bring them back and build those they don't want them? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a big part of all of this, not to mention the question of, like, leverage in terms of if they want to make a trade and, and how all that's going to work. I think one big misconception, Tommy, that people have about trading a coach is that you just trade the coach and that's it, and that you don't have to get something sort of straightened out and ironed out with the team before then that you're that you're dealing with and also have to have the coach be in on it too because, oh right? I mean, there's all these other right? factors, right? Yeah, and then if Bill's, you know, say Bill's going to go to Carolina, uh, all right, Bill, David Tepper says, we're, we'd love to have you. We're going to pay you this, a lot of money, and we're going to send Robert back the, the first-round pick. No, you're not. No, he, he won't take a – no, we can get him down on the first-round pick. So then you have that to deal with. Yeah, it's funny. As soon as the Chargers cleaned house, Tommy, the first thing I did was look and see where the what the Chargers had for draft pick compensation – and if you think about that high second round pick, which I think is like 37 overall, it feels like that wouldn't be a a terrible landing spot. But I think it is a really good point that even though the Crafts will do something or might want to do something, Bill still has a lot of the leverage because he could look at Robert and say, well, F you, I'm not changing anything. Hand me $25 million and I'll walk out the door. Like there is that piece of it still that has to be worked out. Yeah, and that's why this – it's very it's happening quickly, Gresh, because it's December sixteenth or seventeenth. Whatever it is. Seventeenth. It is it's the seventeenth. And the season ends literally January seventh. So when people keep oh, it's four games. Yeah, but they're compressed now. It's it's not that far away. And there's gonna be a lot of shuffling and juggling and there's there are individually I think I said this the other day, massive decisions that have to be made with your personnel department with your GM, with the vision for the offense, with the vision for your head coach, how are you going to continue? What's the staff going to look like? Are you going to keep Bill? How's your scouting department looking? How are you going to spend in free agency? Who do you want to draft? Have you vetted all these draft picks? All of these individual decisions require an immense amount of effort. And they're all coming now. They're all coming during the holidays, and they're all coming rapid fire. So it doesn't – they better – nail these they just got a test slid in front of them the hardest test they've ever they've had in 20 years slid in front of them and said okay figure it out uh Tom, study uh tommy curran of nbc sports boston with us on the harbor one hotline i know he'll join uh gretchen fourier on uh, tuesday and then jones and mego on thursday tommy thank you friend have a uh, hell of a day and uh maybe at some point we'll get to talk actual football on someday here soon enough Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thank All right, man. You. There Thanks, we Tom. go. There goes uh, Tommy Curran with us on the uh, Harbor One Hotline. So even Tommy kind of makes it sound like that these next couple of weeks, I don't know if it necessarily has to be wins. You know what I mean? Like it can Yeah, be, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, it can be the, okay, we understand where we're flawed. Let's go out and try to fix it, yada, yada. Uh, I would say that in this case, in this Chiefs game. But you got the Broncos coming up. You got the Jets coming up. Like, if you play well, you should beat those teams. You would think so, right? yeah. Like, I mean, what version? Like, are we going to get Jets with Rodgers? Because uh, well, now that's on <laughs> yeah, the table, right? If yeah. that guy comes back. And 
you know, Denver is Denver's just helter skelter. It feels like, but defensively, they're pretty good. They're still pretty strong. I mean, they weren't last night, but yes, they have. No, been, yeah, uh, pretty strong. For yeah, sure. and and uh, golf's underrated, man. Like, I know he's not great, but he's uh, ever since becoming a lion, he's uh, he's played his ass off. Reverend Arcan will be aboard with his breakdown. <laughs> there we go. We'll uh, we'll pray some sort of Lord coming up. But uh, here is the Reverend with trending. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. Good morning, congregation. It is the Reverend Arkan here for your weekly scouting report. We got the Kansas City Chiefs here in town alongside uh, Taylor Swift, who evidently is going to be finding her way over to Gillette Stadium today as well. We got a lot to get to. It's the first time the Patriots have played the Chiefs. Since the Cam Newton year, Brother Gresh, can you believe that? Oh, my God. It's been a while since these two teams have uh, faced off. Brother Joseph back there on the organ will be accompanying us here as we find out how the Chiefs got to where they are today. All right, uh, Brother Gresh, the Chiefs find themselves uh, stumbling down the stretch of this season. It seemed like it was going to be another dominant Chiefs season. Uh, They lost their opener to the Lions, and then they won six in a row before hitting this rut that they're currently in. Since that win streak ended, the Chiefs are 2-4 and with losses to the Broncos, Eagles, Packers, and Bills. The latest loss to Buffalo also featured a very public temper tantrum, which was carried out by Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. We'll get to that in a second. The Chiefs' five losses doesn't seem like a lot, especially if you're a Patriots fan, but... KC has only lost more than five games twice in the last 10 years. So this is a lot of losses for them, to be sure, and uh, they still have a month left to go. All right, let's get to our last Chiefs game. Last time we saw the Chiefs, they were hosting the Bills, and in pretty serious need of a win, they are coming off an ugly loss to the Packers, and KC returned to Arrowhead after two road games. But uh, not much of a home field advantage. Mahomes and the offense couldn't do anything until they finally got on the board at the end of the first half. And despite trailing the entire game, the Chiefs managed to tie it up at 17 early in the fourth quarter. They got into field goal range. Buffalo did, took a 20-17 lead. Then in the ensuing Chiefs possession on second down around midfield, this happened. Not consistently. Here they come again. There's a flag down at the line of scrimmage as the pass is to an open Travis Kelsey who flings it back over to Tony. My goodness, this is going for a touchdown. This is a, this is not a design play. Kelsey's All right. he looks around as if he's a quarterback and he does this. Number 19 offense lined up in the neutral zone. was lined up got to be kidding in me. the neutrals at a Cleveland Heights High School in Ohio an old quarterback 
through a perfect spiral for a, what looked like an improbable touchdown. That it just can't happen. These receivers can't get out of the way of hurting the team. Too many. He's right about that. Unfortunately for the Chiefs, Tony about a yard and a half offsides. The play was called back. Man. The game didn't end there, though, and that's what annoys me about stuff like this and why the Chiefs look like the biggest babies in the world. The game didn't end there, just like the Patriots and the Raiders didn't end on the tuck rule. There was still a whole overtime they had to play. There were still other chances for them to win that game. So that annoyed me. Uh, the uh, Chiefs had two more chances. They turned it over on downs. Patrick Mahomes, big mad, uh, screaming at the refs on the sideline, continued his tantrum into the post-game press conference. I mean, it's I mean, obviously tough to swallow. Um, I mean, not, not only for, for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just to take away greatness like that. I mean, take away for a guy like Travis to make a play like that. And who knows if we win? But as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. And that's why last week. All right, shut up. Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid cried about it as well. Both guys got fined, and they've both since apologized for being giant babies. Uh, This team, more than last week, desperately needs a win right now. I think that's clear. Well, it's another situation where the NFL has done the, this will be the point of emphasis this year. And then everybody has got to break the way they've always done things, including Kadarius Toney, who did the point to the ref, and that was it. He didn't even look. He didn't even look at them to be able to see that he was lined up on sides. And the officials have been inconsistent in calling this all year as well. It's once again the NFL creating another mess for themselves when they really don't have to. Did you see the offsides on the Broncos last night? Yes. Who was offside? I mean, I, I didn't I, see anybody I, I, even a step offside. And I don't get the... You, uh, <laughs> I mean, Tony was two yards offside. He was, they, I, I like that the refs were like, we couldn't even see the ball. Like He was so far offside, we couldn't see where the ball was. I'll tell you what, to, <laughs> what it, where it's really getting bad to Arcand are the tackles. Yeah. Those guys are they false jump starting yeah, all, all the, the time. time. And that's been going on for a while. And I don't mind that they sort of look the other way there because, you know, whatever. It's not the end of the world. But you're right. That is uh, that is something you definitely noticed this year. All right. Let's get to our offseason changes. Okay. The Chiefs offseason, it was very O-line centric. They let Orlando Brown go to Cincinnati. And then they inked big boys Jawan Taylor and Donovan Smith. Taylor from Jacksonville, I want to say. And Smith was with the Bucks all those years, mm-hmm. beefing up their protection of Mahomes. They also let Juju Smith-Schuster go to the Patriots. Mecole Hardman went to the Jets. Uh, also, edge rusher Frank Clark was shown his walking papers as well. In the draft, the Chiefs selected pass rusher Felix. And I'm probably going to say this wrong. Anyadike Uzama? Close enough. Is that close enough? Okay. He hasn't played much, so it's not like I've heard his name much this year. He's only played 18% of the Chiefs' defensive snaps. But in the second round, the Chiefs may have found something with SMU wideout Rashi Rice. 663 yards. That's sixth among ro- amongst rookies. And his six touchdowns are tied for third among rookie wide receivers. The Chiefs also had a holdout situation that we talked about earlier with D-lineman Chris Jones. That bled into the regular season. He did miss that first game against the Lions. Uh, but the team and Jones were able to come together on a new deal before week two. So all in all, I'd say... It was a pretty interesting offseason, and we can talk about this a little bit more in a second, but the Chiefs kind of went away from the idea that you need to have big weapons all over the place, and they instead short up their defense and they short up their O-line. Well, they've done a couple of things. They're literally year-to-year with Patrick Mahomes. Not like they're ever going to move on from him, but they've set it up to where his contract can be tweaked every year to be able to allow what needs to happen to happen. And you're right. They had to reset the board on some level with Mahomes. And if Rashi Rice ends up working out, you got a guy in the third round that you'll have there for four years. He was taught very well at SMU. They're mm-hmm. a sneaky good offensive program down there. But 
the fact that they're now being like, listen, we got to go line of scrimmage on both sides kind of tells you sort of uh, where they think the needs are. And to them, I'm sure they're like, listen, we keep Mahomes upright. We'll be fine. And so far, so good to that point. Again, they let Tyreek Hill go and still won a championship last it's true. year. And your DK Uzama. That is Uzama. pretty good. I think that's right. Only 18% of the snaps? Yeah, hardly playing at all. And listen, the Chiefs have some good guys on the line, so, I mean, that makes some sense, I guess. But, uh, yeah, Frank Clark left, and that was the first pick they made was to try and replace him. And they brought Miko Hardman back, I do they believe. Did. Yeah, yeah, they, did they traded him for him after letting him go. And he still stinks. And Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they, he reminded them why they let him go. That's right. All right, let's get to our players to watch. All right, we'll start with the obvious one, and that's Patrick Mahomes, who despite being a massive crybaby last week, is still considered the class of the NFL, I would say. Uh, this is projected to be one of his worst years, but he's still top 10 in yards passing, top 5 in touchdowns, and uh, fourth overall in QB rating so far this year. What do you make of Mahomes this season? I think uh, he's battling his ass off, quite honestly, yeah. and he's learning to do things a bit of a uh, a bit of a different way, and he's proven that he can do it. Uh, that's the thing about Josh Allen. They asked Josh Allen to do different stuff in Buffalo. He will still make great plays, but he's a turnover machine. Whereas with Mahomes, it's the whole, all right, he's proving kind of Brady-level greatness or trying to because I would consider this, and you tell me if you disagree, this is like offensive version two of Mahomes' career. Yeah. Different running backs, no more Tyreek Hill. You still got Kelsey, but everything else is kind of changing around him. And if you look at the Brady career, there's the early on, there's the Moss years, then there's Gronk and Hernandez, then there's the Edelman Gronk, and then there's kind of like Amendola Gronk and Edelman. Right. It's like different sort of pods or different groups of people you had for five-year stretches, and it feels like this is the second group for Mahomes. Yeah, and it's not a great group, i got to be honest with it you. It isn't, and they're of... still competing. I mean, it goes but to show just how yeah. Grossly talented he is. Mahomes is truly one of one right now. I agree with that. And I also think that that big uh, temper tantrum was not really so much about that call, but more about, you know, letting the frustration Kadarius, of the Tony and the terrible yeah. season that he's had. And, you know, Valdez Scantling and these other guys. I mean, it's just been, it's been a very frustrating season for all of them offensively. All right. Travis Kelsey's another one. Uh, still one of the most dangerous weapons, probably in the entire NFL. He's got 896 receiving yards. That's the most of any tight end. And his girlfriend is also pretty famous. You may have heard of her. Uh, Legereus Sneed has had a monster season and also uh, a contract year for him. Big games against Tyreek Hill held him to 62 yards. Justin Jefferson he shut down Garrett Wilson he shut down uh, he's likely to be in the all-pro conversation and probably a pro bowl lock and then of course there's Chris Jones uh, the big fat daddy up front there um, what's your take on him and how the Patriots go at him today I mean you're gonna have to double team him honestly you got to kind of uh, handle Chris Jones at angles you got to try to get the easy blocks to push him left and right than it is north and south um, but I actually have a question for the uh, reverend yes better at their job Taylor Swift as a recording artist or Travis Kelsey as a tight end? Oof. That's a tough um, one. Because I know you may not be a fan of her music. However, we all recognize that, that she's an all-time great. Worldwide, it's right. unbelievable. And I think that Travis Kelsey will go down as an all-time great yeah. tight end, but he'll never be – I don't think he'll ever be the greatest. I think – and this may be controversial – I believe that Tony Gonzalez is the greatest tight end of all time, better than Gronk. And the reason why I say that is because Gonzalez set all these records and did all these things with Trent Green and uh, Elvis Gerback and a bunch of scrub quarterbacks over there in Kansas City before he finally got Matt Ryan a 
at the end of his career, and Matt Ryan wasn't even that great either. Gronkowski had Brady his whole career, and if Gonzalez had Brady his whole career, I think his numbers would be even better. So that's my uh, that that, is I've always had that. I never thought of that. Tony but... G, and I love Gronk. I say they're 1A and 1B, but I give the nod to Tony Gonzalez. Um, and then there's, you know, your Kellen Winslows and your Ozzie Newsoms and guys like that. I think that uh, that Kelsey can clear those guys, but I don't think he'll ever clear either Gonzalez or Gronkowski. So. I don't know. Taylor, you go Swift. Taylor Swift. I think you yeah. got to go Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's a it's a hell of a question when you really think about it because there's a lot of recording artists out there. You know, I'm sure at some point Mariah Carey might be like, "Hey, when did I get pushed out of the way?" Now she's Miss Christmas. Yeah. yeah well, Mariah Carey as a recording artist was amazing. She but anyway, was. I used to, I wanted to get a a thought on that considering old uh, Taylor Swift might be in the house. Very very good. All right, let's get to some former Patriots. So we don't really have too much in terms of crossover here, but we do have Juju Smith-Schuster, who may or may not be playing. We'll let you know in the inactives here in just a moment. And, of course, Joe Tooney over there on the uh, Chiefs side, who I sort of look at as a guy that, you know, he was a good draft pick. They really sort of plucked him out of nowhere in that draft. He's a third or fourth round pick, maybe. Third, I, I think. do believe, yep. I, I may be getting he that wrong. The, he was in the 80s, I think. He was just so productive and such a great, uh, you know, stalwart on that line. And when they let him go in free agency, I thought that was a real uh, mistake. But, you know, other than that, there hasn't been a whole lot of crossover there. Juju Smith-Schuster really went off against his old team, the Steelers, and I hope he does play and is playing because this is another former team of his, and you might see him go out there and give a little extra effort. All right, let's finally get to our enemy storylines. So Jones Mego and I talked about this uh, a little bit on Friday, Gresh, and that is the Chiefs, the only team that really, whether you think they can do it or not, the only team that's in the conversation of catching the Patriots. And yep. I mean, uh, Andy Reid, in terms of the wins record, is the only one with any reasonable shot uh, to get there, depending on how much longer he coaches. Uh, the Chiefs are the only team that I think can get to six Super Bowls. And Mahomes and Brady, I mean, there's that too, if he, if he plays long enough. Do you think any of those records are attainable? Uh, I I don't know. I think for this group, it'll be the, hey, they were just behind them. Yeah. And, and listen, you know, like if, if Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls and Brady also blocked Mahomes from maybe getting to one and Patrick Mahomes ends up, I don't know, maybe the second greatest quarterback of all time behind Tom Brady, that's still pretty damn lofty company considering the distance between everybody else and Brady. And with Andy Reid, I, I, honestly, I'll tell you what I worry about with Andy Reid, it's more the health end of it than anything else. Yeah. Like, will he be able to stay healthy enough to deal with the stresses of the job? My guess is Mahomes has a better chance of hitting a zenith compared to Reid only because... I just don't know if Reed's going to be a guy that might coach until he's 75 years old. Yeah, certainly not. And Mahomes is only 28. If he plays for 10 more years, could he win four more Super Bowls? I think he could. You would think so. Yeah, he's I already wonder, got two. And I wonder how they, you know, sort of like what would be next because it wouldn't be Reed and Mahomes are gone. It's likely just Andy Reed is going to go. Mahomes is here. Who sort of picks it up from there? And that's where that situation gets real interesting. Yeah, absolutely. All right, there is your look at the Kansas City Chiefs. I am the Reverend. Mass has ended going peace, and I'm looking at inactives. Oh, yeah. And I'm not happy about it. Well, I'm the, not happy about it, Gresh. The inactives are brought to you by our friends at the Catches Law Group, the official law firm of the New England Patriots, where you pay nothing unless Catches wins at CatchesLaw.com. Juju Smith-Schuster, out. Boo.
Sean, Sean Wade. I I'm, had a real nice uh, anytime touchdown. I had parlayed him and Kadarius Tony. Oh, that's right. $5 to win like 600 Well, there and, are. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to win it now. No, I don't <laughs> think so. It's a bet refund unless you're on the uh, wrong platform where yeah. we heard about uh, one of the new entries into Massachusetts having a bit of issue on uh, I heard parlays. about that. I heard yeah, about those. Made yeah. me stay away. I'll tell you that right now. I don't <laughs> care what your bet bonus is. Uh, so we got Juju is inactive. Sean Wade inactive. Ramondre inactive. Trent Brown, inactive. Uh-oh. Kayshawn Uh-oh, Booty and then Sam Roberts. Kayshawn Booty feels like just he's just going to go off into the sweet good night. Yeah, and- probably. Um, that's uh, that's tough news there, the Trent Browns. I probably see a lot of Connor McDermott today. Uh, yeah. Right? That's not good. Maybe Moffy gets sl- slotted over there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because, I mean, you, you can't kick Strange out of tackle. You're probably not going to move on Winu. I would think it would be Connor McDermott and then... Vidarian Lowe, he's still on the roster. Yeah. Area. Well, Ty Wheatley is... Or, oh, yeah, right. Did he get, like, inact- or He got activated, but I don't... Or, like, his practice window opened up. I don't even know what that guy... Let me tell you something. If they got to play Tyrone Wheatley Jr. <laughs> today, then there's a much, a much deeper problems than just, oh, they're not as good as Kansas City. Yeah, but Juju, you had the, you had the personal interest in that. But in all seriousness... Last week, Juju kind of got going. Yeah, he did. It was like, oh, okay, maybe this is how he could fit in. And then, bingo, bango, he's out. Yeah, uh, Parker is in, though. No uh, no word on him being uh, oh. being inactive. So you'll see him out there, at least the bodies, you know. like. Uh, so it looks like it's going to be Douglas, Parker, Thornton, no booty, and what, Jalen Rager, I guess? That's it, right? Oh, uh, you know what? I forgot the pops back this week. Yeah. So that, that, that's something that can kind of help out. But, I mean, you love to have Pop Douglas and Juju on the field at the same time. That would be nice. We'll see what kind of chemistry, uh, if any, that uh, Zappy and Douglas have. Uh, in the uh, Kansas City end of things, Joshua Williams, the corner, is inactive. No Isaiah Pacheco, which they ruled uh, Pacheco that, out yeah. yesterday. Uh, B.J. Thompson out. Tackle Donovan Smith out. And uh, a couple of defensive tackles, Neil Farrell, Matt Dickerson, Malik Herring, all those guys who are 92, 93, 94. It's like they just went in and took the block of them and said, nope, you guys, <laughs> get out, get the hell out of here. Go sit up on the eighth floor and or go sit up in a luxury suite and we'll kind of work it from there. Pacheco's, I mean, that's, you know, obviously you'd no, want to have him, but Edwards Allaire's playing and... You know he's he's got capabilities. He's I think. Uh, Do you like Clyde Edwards Eclair? I liked him a lot better last year. He looked year like before. he's been eating the Eclairs. Is yeah. why I go that route because up a little he bit. is definitely uh, yeah he's a short squatty potty. <laughs> uh, so they got the, I'm seeing the video of Tyree Kill talking to Zach Wilson before the game down in uh, Miami, almost like kind of laughing at him. I wonder how seriously Miami ends up uh, or the Miami uh, group ends up taking that game with uh, Zach Wilson and the. Jets. Uh, Arcan and I will get to the rest of the week in the NFL. I know we've already got four games wiped off the wiped off the schedule. Are you a fan of the uh, Saturday triple header uh, this late in the year and on NFL Network where you had to go searching for it? I was into it. I was into the uh, to the Saturday triple header. That was that was cool with me. Um, it's you know it's the beginning of the holidays and the weekends are stressful, so it was nice to have some football on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I didn't mind. I wish that uh, I wish the last game was uh, a little. The games better. weren't any good. I mean, yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, it kind of got tilted. Maybe that's what it is. The, the the first game was the best game of the day. And I know. It and ruined it was us. Nick Mullins and Jake Brown. You know, like I mean, that's just sort of the <sighs> way it is in the league right now. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Like <laughs> I thought, the, the Bengals were going to handle them. That was a lot closer than I thought. So four games have already been played here in in week 15 
And the quarterbacks who have played are Easton Stick. Stickwell. Aiden O'Donnell. O'Connell, excuse me. Right. It was, uh, what, Jake Browning. And uh, the Vikings had Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. And then you had uh, Mitch Trubisky, who, by the way, looks like really young Tony Romo with the helmet on, if you look at his face through the helmet. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, and then you had uh, Garner Minshew, who uh, everybody seems to uh, love. The shoe. And then you had your starting quarterbacks for the Lions and the Broncos. Well, until Jared Stidham got subbed in at well, the end. Well, <laughs> there you go. So you had Jared Goss. Did the kid. Who people, you know, uh, <laughs> knock all the time. And Aaron, or excuse me, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Russell Wilson, the uh, the numbers are better than what you would think, given uh, their early swoon. But good Lord. And I don't think you- Stidham threw a pass. I don't think so either. Yeah. And you work through some of these matchups today. I mean, good grief. We're getting Tommy DeVito and freaking uh, Jameis Winston in a matchup. That's, I mean. Good Lord. You'll see some wild throws in that I was game. just going to say, get your, uh, get, Doug Flutie would show up with a glove to that game. Yeah, because definitely. One, one would end up uh, hitting him in the hands. Uh, we'll get you any other live, local, and late-breaking inactives. Christian Fourier coming up at noon. There's some big ones today. Uh, there's some big inactives. Big, big inactives. Let's yeah. get to that because for those who are in good leagues, this should be the first week of your fantasy football playoffs. So we'll get to all that next on WEI Football Sunday. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, more of the guys. This is WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. Well, for those of you that are in a fantasy football playoff game today, and a, a, a side commentary on fantasy football in a, in, a, uh, in a moment, but you get to this point and you had the guy and now Tyreek Hill is inactive. Yeah, that's a big loss for a lot of people in their wow. fantasy leagues. Um, not surprised. I mean, I'm not shocked that, mm-hmm. it, that it happened. I think he was playing through some things a couple of weeks recently. And uh, they're trying to rest him up so that he's good to go in the playoffs. I think it's as simple as that. Well, and uh, and in looking through some of these uh, sort of inactives here, that is really the big one. You know, like, uh, and the, the, here's CJ the reason. CJ Stroud, that's a big one. Well, that, that is. But here's the reason, like I mentioned, like a Taysom Hill. Yeah. Is because tight end has been junk this year. So if Taysom Hill was a factor in at, at tight end or something like that, there's a guy that, uh, that you end up, 
uh, there's a guy that, uh, you know, end up losing. Hey, that is a big one. You're right. C.J. Stroud is out. Stroud's out. Collins is out. Uh, it's going to be Davis Mills out there. No Tank Dell either. He's out for the year. Like, the the Texans suddenly find themselves. And, they listen, I mean, they've been having a great season, and they have a lot to be happy about there. But in terms of this season and what their prospects for this particular season are, they may be disappearing right in front of your eyes. I yeah. mean, this is uh, it's tough for them. Uh, bad job by me. I actually clicked on a pro football talk link that took me to last week's inactives. Oh. So here's an updated one. Now, hold on. This one is, okay, here we go, December 17th. All right. So my bad. I clicked on, you know, I mean, pro football talk only puts a tweet out there that says, here are <laughs> the inactives for this week. That's weird. Uh, Olave's out for the Saints. Yeah, that's, that's, a, uh, that's, a, uh, that's a pretty big deal. And the reason that I paused was because I saw, like, uh, the Texans, and I was like, because I saw a report last night that Case Keenum was going to start, but I guess now they are going to turn to Davis. I mean, what the hell's going on down there? I have no idea. Oh, maybe it is Keenum. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just assumed that Mills would start, but yeah, I don't, I don't no, know. Yeah, I, no, I thought I saw something on, uh, on Case Keenum, like you mentioned, Olave being down. Uh, that's a that's a pretty big deal. I, 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 by now, would you have given up on Christian Watson at Green Bay, the wide receiver, as a possibility on your fantasy team? Because mm. it feels like that guy, when he's in the lineup, he produces. But it seems like he's out more than he's in. So, yeah, that's true. You know, you got like A.J. Dillon is out, stuff like that. Nobody cares about defense. Uh, how about Malik Willis not being – not that he was going to play anyway, but – that's a guy that uh, that they actually had some uh, hope for. Yeah, C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins. And Nico Collins has had a very nice year. There's going to be a healthy He's race for Rookie of the Year, year right? Yeah, definitely. It, it, Tank Dell's been tremendous, too. Uh, that was a big loss for Stroud when Dell went down. Collins being out, no Stroud. Uh, one of the tackles is out. Fant is out. You know, like you got you got some. It, it always looks great for the team until like a couple of key injuries suddenly put you in a tailspin. And listen, that's a young team anyway. Yeah, it's very reliant on a bunch of rookies. So like, you know, this is this this is a make or break point here for the Texans to try and stay above water. And I also think that for uh, fantasy players, especially at this time of year, you're paying a little more attention to the who who. Who would be out on offense, mm-hmm. right? So if you've got a big-time wide receiver or a big running back, like today, say you had Zeke, and then you find out Trent Brown is down, that's got to at least affect your thinking or you got to weigh that kind of stuff in because now we're getting to championship time. And if I may, uh, Arkham, I know I probably could have uh, brought this to the Reverend because it's a little preachy. Oh. But ladies and gentlemen, if you're in a fantasy football league where you are playing – Anything with stakes on it in the last week of the regular season, you're in a poorly run league. You should not be doing anything fantasy in the last week of the regular season. So the next three weeks should really be the fantasy playoffs in most leagues. I don't know if you've subscribed to that theory, Arcan, but I hate playing in leagues and that's why i got out of them where it's oh the last week of the regular season really matters is your championship yeah and especially now with the number with with the uh now only one team gets a buy you have more teams than ever than in the last week of the regular season are just like nah i need the guy next week resting everybody up and uh you know not not really even trying especially if they have it all uh, cinched up already and sometimes they'll even go as the patriots did it back in whenever it was oh seven uh, when they, yeah, the Jacksonville game. We they talked about this last week. 
they went for two, and yeah. uh, uh, Matt oh. Castle airmailed it into the fifth row. <laughs> he, he threw it to where the lighthouse is now. Yeah, I mean that was great. I remember that. And then they turned around and smacked him the next week. I think it was. That's absolutely right. So I mean, yeah, that is uh, that is sort of a tough spot to be in, and one of the least favorite things for me about uh, fantasy football in those leagues, which is why part of the reason why I don't really play in them anymore. It so. feels like some people have kind of made the transition from yeah, you have your leagues with your buddies, but for a lot of people, it's very much the the daily or the weekly fantasy. Yeah, no kidding. I'll tell you who I think made out the best. Who's that? These inactives. The New York Jets. No Tyreek Hill. No Xavier Howard over on the other side either. Um, that's uh, that right there. Two massive pieces of that offense and that defense. And if uh, if you can get if you can get somebody loose from your wide receiver, Garrett Wilson can get loose out there. I know Ramsey's still playing, but you know no Howard. That's a big loss for that secondary. And no Tyreek Hill. I mean, listen, Jalen Waddle hasn't scored a touchdown since Halloween. You know, like wow, hey, it's, it's been true. that long. It's been huh? that long for him. He's only got three on the year. Think about how high powered that offense is. Jalen Waddle has three touchdowns. And. They didn't have a tight end to speak of. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Normally you would he's think. The, he's that whole offense. It is uh, It is pretty nuts how invested the, the Dolphins are in uh, having Tyreek Hill on the field. Well, how much does outside noise matter? And then maybe we can actually talk about the game that is going to be played now or from now. We'll do that with our two-time Super Bowl champion, Christian Fourier, next on WEEI Football Sunday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.